So, hello and welcome to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And I'm very sorry for me now or today not sounding that that good. Something's going on with my voice and health or I don't know. But the thing is, I really like doing these videos and so I will just continue making them. Because I, you know, feel like doing it. And today, as you can see in the background, we are actually going to discuss the same thing as yesterday or the past the past episode. And I'm very sorry for the podcast listeners that today only, you know, I uploaded one, one main video and one, you know, just vlog audio. Um, but unfortunately enough, the, uh, the audio file couldn't be extracted from the other episode. So there were actually two episodes of me discussing articles. Um, you know, especially this one. And for this, you just, you know, quite have to go to YouTube and watch the episode. I'm very sorry for that. Um, but, you know, I just tried a lot of things. I tried to convert all these things to use different file formats and so on. But, you know, I couldn't help myself. And, you know, there were or there was no solution for my problem, unfortunately. Just, you know... If you have some problems, just Google it and then you will probably see or find some uh, solutions for your problem. But I have uh, forgotten to introduce myself as quite, you know, always. I'm Christopher Wolk and I'm a 17-year-old graphic design student from Austria and I'm pretty into self-development. And today we're going to discuss um, Triggers by Joey Sugarman or Zagerman, whatever he's called. Um, this is a book mainly about marketing and uh, you know what triggers human beings have and um, yeah I think we go straight into it and then you will see what this book is all about and we are actually um, again on the Samuel Thomas Davis it's everything written together dot com website um, which provides um, pretty good summaries at my point of view but as I said Let's go into trigger 16, linking, a technique of using what the consumer already knows, knows, knows and understands to what you're selling to make the new product easier to understand and relate to, which is, you know, kind of makes sense because people always like things they are quite familiar with and often they do not really like, you know, new things and trying new things out and so on. The 17th one uh, desire to belong which is i think common because people always like to be you know in in some kind of groups and that's why you see a lot of times you know um there are the gamers and there are these these lifestyle people and there are these fitness junkies and you know all these different groups because i think and at my point of view it's like um or i think it's uh, also scientifically proven that um, people really like to be in, in groups and, you know, to belong to something, which, you know, sounds a little bit weird, but I think it's it's actually like that. Um, but let's see what he says. People want to belong to a group that already own a brand. Uh, yeah, which I think by, by saying brand, he actually means, you know, like I was telling these are the fitness junkies and these are the gamers and so on. So they... Um, you know, they got a dedicated name and, you know, they they stand for what their name is, some, some kind of. 
The 18th trigger is desire to collect. There is a strong urge in human psyche to collect, which is, I think, just, you know, because of nature, because, um, you know, in our really early days, we just had to collect things to, to survive. Just we had to, to search for, I don't know, wood to make fire or to search or, um, you know, uh, it's not kind of search, but search uh, animals to hunt and so on. I think that's this really human nature. And this is just something I really love about, um, you know, reading about all these things because you then see that a lot of, uh, you know, psychological stuff is because of nature protecting us or actually just um, actual things that um, that were used by us or useful for us, um, you know, in our early days, just like, you know, this one, just right now. Um, but the 19th trigger is sense of urgency. Make your call to action as compelling as possible with a sense of urgency that won't allow procrastination, which always is like, you know, you have a certain amount of time to, to get this product because, you know, the sale is only about uh, five minutes from now and, and so on, which you might have often seen before. Uh, the 20th one, exclusivity, and to be the owner of something that the few others can own is one of the strong human motivations, um, which makes sense. The 21st one is simplicity, and by keeping the offer simple, you, in essence, make the choice for the prospect. Um, and I think in terms of simplicity, um, I just was thinking about, you know, just really make the, the offer so simple that everyone can understand it. But then I just thought about, you know, there are certain target groups and, um, you know, there are different target groups. And, um, you know, some of them just, you know, are maybe just really high intelligent people who, I don't know, who are just, you know, in the scientific business or studied something scientific. And I think they won't um, really like to, to read something that's on such a pretty low standard of, of, of writing that um, it's not really um, appealing to them. And um, therefore, I think, or at my point of view, you just really have to see whom you're targeting and just make your offer in the language these people use, which is just, you know, quite... Um, I think it's just quite hard or tough to to um, to see you or to analyze what actually um, what they're talking about, how they talk, and it's you know just about watching and listening and you know uh, yeah. The twenty second one guilt give something to somebody and you automatically engage her a feeling of reciprocity, which is I think just guilt. Um, which I do not understand and I do not see, you know, the, the practical practical connection for me, but I hope I will later. Twig trigger 23 is specificity, which can some sort of be just what I'm talking about, targeting groups or target groups. Um, when you use specifics, your advertising cover is a lot more believable. By using specifics, you enhance your offer and make your offer more credibility. Just have to translate this one, and I always translate with deep L. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, not bringing me anywhere. Let's see. 
Uh, yeah, it's, you know, with with all these translators, DeepL is a really gorgeous and great working translator because of the. I think I just have to read if it's uh, really really using deep learning or just you know artificial intelligence because I'm always talking about it and do not even know uh, that it's actually actually what it is. Um, but with all these translators, it's quite hard to for them to you know for uh, or especially sh- such um, short sentences to to translate correctly so that you can actually understand them. But uh, let's go ahead with trigger twenty four, and I think these are thirty. Yeah, thirty. Um, twenty four familiarity. People are much more likely to buy if they are familiar with the brand name, the product, or the company offering the product. The more familiar your product or prospect is with your brand, the more inclining they are they are to accept and buy your product, which makes totally sense. You know, if you just know that this company makes good products and quality products, and they have a good pricing for the product, so you know the the price and quality uh, relation is just really good, you're just more likely to buy from them, uh, which totally makes sense. Um, But it's pretty hard. And this is something that's, um, you know, really, really going into branding and not really selling. Just, you know, um, which reminds me on, on social media. On social media, you can actually make ads for example, on, on Instagram or something, and it's really cheap, by the way. So if you have a product, I would definitely use social media to, you know, market your things because I think, as I remember correctly, I could, with my social media account on Instagram, reach, I think it was 220 people for $1 a day, which is, or one euro, which is, you know, then, yeah. It's actually one euro and one dollar is just the same now, I think. And but let's see, actually. So one euro is one point fourteen dollars, and one euro is zero point nineteen ninety, sorry, British pounds. And I didn't know that the Canadian dollars actually. Uh, there is actually such a such a difference between the U.S. dollar and the Canadian dollar, and actually the the Swiss francs are uh, so one euro is one point thirteen Swiss francs, which I didn't really know. I always thought that you know the Swiss francs are just really really good currency or just you know, a high valuable currency. Uh, but yeah, um, trigger twenty five patterning. If you have a product to sell and others have sold a similar product, find out how they did it and pattern your approach after theirs. But don't copy it. Later when you are successful, you can pioneer new ways to sell your products, which is, um, you know, always quite a good idea. Um, just, you know, if something is working for someone, the chances are pretty, pretty high that it is working for you if you just do, you know, the, the really same as they are doing. Even though... Um, this reminds me of the, this whole mentoring thing that's going around now on social media and in general in, in society or society. I always say society and I do not really know if society is actually, you know, the same or, uh, you know, just another pronunciation of society or if just, you know, completely wrong. 
Trigger 26, hope. An implied hope tied to your product can be a very strong motivational factor in causing your product to buy uh, from you, a prospect, sorry, to buy from you. Which is, you know, totally true. If, uh, if you are a prospect and you see a product that seems to be uh, a solution to your problem and, you know, it's really building up that hope of just, you know, um, solving your problem, this is a good thing because, uh, uh, yeah, because you see that there is actually a chance for you to, to solve your problem and this product is, is giving you the hope. Trigger 27, curiosity. Use this trigger to keep the prospect interested and involved until the very end of your presentation. Um, especially, I think, involved is always good for, uh, for example, on-stage presentations. And if you're really into on-stage presentations, um, Russell Brunson, I actually know his name, um, the, the founder of ClickFunnels or some kind of co-founder, I guess. He, uh, um, he made a book about, uh, actually, it's some kind of about marketing, but at the end, there is a lot of on-stage tips and or just, you know, selling presentation tips. Um, I will definitely, you know, go through this if you just need it. At my point of time where I was reading it, I didn't really need it, but um, there are actually quite a lot of good tips for you. Um... Yeah, and in terms of um, you know the 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 prospects being involved into your presentation, you know just asking questions may be a good idea, or um, so a Q and A thing um, to initially initially or or actually uh, just destroy their their fears. So if you have an on stage presentation and you are talking about your product, and somebody just asks you if there is a money-back guarantee and you tell them, yeah, there's a 100% money-back guarantee, um, you're just eliminating their fears, which then might lead to you selling more of your products. Trigger 28, harmonize. Get your prospects to agree with your truthful and accurate statements and start nodding their heads in agreement. This is actually, that's, or that was also mentioned in the book, is that when people start nodding their head it's actually a very very good sign because they totally agree with what you're talking they're just you know uh understanding you and they just feel like you know i think as the as the author said um this is you know the best best uh i should say the best sign that they will actually buy a product afterwards so after the show or on on stage presentation or whatever uh but yeah Trigger 27, mental engagement. By challenging the mental process of the reader or the viewer and not making your presentation too obvious, you will evoke a sense of mental engagement that leaves the prospect with good feelings toward your message. Um, which plays into the hands of, I think it was actually How to Win, and How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, the book I always mention all the time because there is such... A lot of things that you know can be in implemented in just every you know kind or part of your life. And this is actually uh, something that he mentioned, which is that people really, really like to find something out there themselves and you know create something then themselves and just having the feeling of you know um, just this is because of me 
or I've created that or I've known that. And he, um, sorry, he brought the example of, I think it was a boss and so his, his worker and the worker had, um, a, you know, he thought that this was a great idea, idea and then, you know, his boss said in this kind of conference room or conference in general that this, uh, that this idea is actually, actually pretty shit and so on. And, but the thing is, afterwards or just, you know, some, some days or weeks later, the boss, um, you know, was talking about this idea, but um, was talking about this idea in his way. So just like, you know, that he had the idea and he, you know, made the research or I don't know, it was just his thing. And then the worker could have said, you know, this was actually something I was talking about, but this would have been a really wrong decision because then you you would have taken his, his pride off um, of you know him really achieving this himself and this 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 pleasure kind of thing. Um, yeah, trigger thirteen or not thirteen but thirty. Honesty. Be truthful in everything you say, almost to a point where you are disarmingly truthful, um, which is I think in general in being a human very important. Just being truthful all the time not just you know uh fucking people over and this is also something i've been struggling just today because um i've seen that actually you know buying things from amazon and selling it on ebay seems to be an actual thing these days but at my point of view it's just you know you you just some kind of fucking people over because um especially because you ship then your products or the amazon product in an amazon box to them and when they are like you know was this an actual product from amazon you just have to tell them yeah uh i was you know pricing you more for maybe my service to just search this product on amazon um but the thing is there is just always a way to move everything in a perspective where you can say yeah okay it's 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 working and it's not that ethical wrong and so on but at the end in terms of this thing uh i just wanted to start it because i thought this could work and this probably works just you know uh buying things from amazon which may be uh, way cheaper than on ebay and then selling them on ebay and then directly shipping it from ebay to or no sorry from from amazon to your actual customer on ebay it will work definitely um, in some kind of way, you know, not maybe that big, but it will work or would work, whatever. Um, but the thing is, uh, sorry, just have to correct everything because I don't really want to see uh, or let let my phone or my my microphone be seen because it's a little bit distracting. I think uh, I think that is actually. Uh, not really that ethical right. It, it feels for me like this, but I can't help myself. You know, it's just just what it is. 
but let's see um, so be truthful in everything you say and so on and I think that's an actual pretty good advice because you know kindness always wins and wins and the truth always wins and that's my standpoint of, of life some kind of but then we actually had to the to the summary of this book um, the things above were just you know just uh, triggers themselves but let's see it is estimated that 95% of the reasons a prospect buys involve a subconscious subconscious decision, which I think it's, you know, makes sense. Once a commitment is made, the tendency is to act consistently with that commitment, which um, means, I think, that if you bought something, the chances are much higher that you will buy something again, which was, I think, the consistency trigger which you can see in, in the YouTube episode from yesterday, uh, which yeah basically means that if you buy something, for example, on Amazon, and I've shown it on Amazon, then you will get some other products shown to you, which are some kind of related to this product. And um, then the chances seem to be much higher for you to buy this product uh, or to buy another product additionally, because you have just um, bought the other product before, you know? How do you determine or learn about their nature? Uh, there are two ways. The, f the first is to become an expert on the product you're selling. Specifically, learn about the emotional appeal of the product or service to a prospect. The second thing you can do is tap into your own broad knowledge. So I think getting an expert in what you are selling or trying to sell is pretty important because, you know, if you for example, as Gary V was doing selling wine and you do not have any clue about wine, it may not be the best thing because you just can't, you know, give actual value to the people you're serving. I think it's just always about value and people will definitely come to you if they need the value you're providing to them, which, you know, then leads to more customers because they actually know that you have some good information for them. Yeah, um, but I don't know what they mean by uh, or tap into your own broad knowledge, which I think you know, just use what you know by now. Every product has a unique nature to it, a unique way of relating itself to the consumer. If you understand this nature and find a way to best relate the product to your prospect, you will hold the key to a successful sales program. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I think. Yeah, that's true. Every every product is some kind of you know its its own own thing, which you know makes sense. But uh, also for the customer. But uh, I don't really get what they mean, and I hope you get it. And if you know, just just tell me in the comments if you're on YouTube or just DM me, and then I'll post it, or um, write me or write a tweet or something. Just you know to to give value to others. In selling, it is important to understand not only the nature of the product you're offering, but the nature of your prospect as well, which is, um, you know, the target group thing I was just talking about before or some, some kind of before. Get to know the nature of your prospect relative to the nature of your product. Become an expert on your prospect. And now I guess I think the nature of the, pros uh, of the product is how how the product is, you know, presented. There are different ways how pros um, products are presented. Um, 
besides you know the different product types so you will for example present an automobile way different than a hand cream or something but the thing is um, inside the hand cream world there are different kinds like the organic ones and you know the, the beauty ones and so on and each of them has um, in their own market a way to be presented um, for example an organic uh, organic hand cream which now I have a, or can talk with my, my graphic design knowledge or this this um, you know artistic and creating knowledge that uh, an organic one will be presented with green colors so that you just you know emphasize the the relation to the nature and you may be putting leaves on it or just then also some some person which which is always good and so on so I think this is uh, you know how how this 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 product is always what is this product is so how it is and then how your prospect is yeah I think I I, I got that wrong uh, right sorry um, so get the nature right of here. be a good listener talk to your prospects and those who know and have dealt with them you'll soon discover the very nature of your prospect and the emotional reasons he or she will buy um, and the emotional reasons you can then really target them so if you know that these want to feel good or want to feel uh, uh, beautiful you will make your slogan, slogan like you know feel beautiful or, 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 or feel good or something or just you know um, emphasize it with uh, really showing or making your product package this way you um, you want the prospect feel about it or um, hoping they feel through it you know um, whenever Sugarman or Sugarman I think it's actually Sugarman because it's just written actually the same sold a product that contains some obvious blemish or fault he brought the blemish or fault up first in his copy in short he shared his dirty laundry openly and honestly right up front by presenting the negative up front he reduced and often eliminated a major objection to a sale you can't just resolve an objection without raising it you are wasting and i think it's actually just some con some kind of contradictive that he shows what the product is not doing well to actually sell it or to make it look better but you know this plays in hands with the truthful thing of you know everything and and so on uh, so you can't just resolve an object without raising uh, first raising it you are wasting your time resolving any objection unless you raise it first if you raise an objection that really isn't much of an objection in the mind of your prospect you are raising a red flag that doesn't need to be raised let alone resolved so which means that uh, you can't just resolve and i have to translate this one and i think on the previous episode i've already translated this one uh, yeah that's true you can't just resolve an object uh, without first raising it so if your prospect doesn't really know that there is some kind of fault with your product you can't just you know uh, how should I say solve it or something um, and I just now understand the, the red flag thing which is then you know 
just uh, pointing something out that is not good at the product, if I get it wrong, or, or right, sorry, um, pointing something out that is not good with this product, um, but your actual, actual, actual customer doesn't really care about if it's, you know, if this is at, you know, good at this thing or not good at that thing, and, um, you know, if he doesn't really care, you're just, you know, pulling a red flag or raising a red flag unnecessarily. So in direct response, using a gimmick to get involved or involved, sorry, with the reader is often referred to, uh, to as using an involvement device, something that involves the consumer in the buying process. Um, an involvement device that ties in with what you are selling can be very effective. Advertising copy that involves the reader can be quite effective, especially if the involvement device is part of the advertising. Whatever you say, you've got to walk your talk. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you make a promise, deliver. If you agree to provide quality service, deliver quality service. In short, walk your talk. People love stories and one of the really good ways to relate to your product is to tell a story. If you tell a story in your sales presentation that is relevant either to selling your product, creating an environment for selling your product or getting the prospect involved with your sales presentation, you are using this wonderful and powerful trigger in a very effective way to sell your product or service. And at my point of view, everything also on social media and every kind of marketing thing is just about telling a story some kind of a good story could or should capture a person's attention relate the product or service to the sales message and help you bond with the prospect establishing your authority is something that should be done in each sales presentation regardless of how big or how little you are knowledge is a strong way to express authority which then means or just you know actually says what i was talking just before or was talking about just before is that you know to actually have knowledge in this in this area is you know the most important thing because if you can't provide this value and this this then as they say authority of really knowing what you're talking about and providing something good for your um, prospects or customers because you actually know that this is good and they do not um, creates the authority yes um, so authority can be expressed by dress which is totally true you know, it's, uh, yeah. In Sugarman's advertising, he always wants to convey through examples or by comparison that what the consumer is buying is a good value. By comparing your product with others and proving its value, you are providing the prospect with the logic form which he or she can justify a purchase, which makes totally sense. This is actually a pretty long way to go, and I'm already on 30 minutes. And I think actually I'll stop there and go ahead in the next episode because um, often, you know, going or just, you know, moving towards the end of an article for me just then feels like, you know, rushing pretty much through it and not really giving you what I really know I or could say um, in terms of this topic, which I do not want to do, which is, you know, um, not good for or you know, it, it feels not good. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope everything is good at your place or with you or whatever. And I'll actually see you the next time. And if there are any questions, just 
comment down below or you know uh, write me a DM or post on my uh, comment on my posts or something else. So there are all links in the description. And I'll see you the next time.